and welcome to another episode of Back Books for Beginners. I'm your host, John, and this episode we are continuing our coverage of Batman Aftershocks by looking at the Detective Comic issues in this series. This covers Batman Detective Comics 722, 724, 725 and 726, but it doesn't cover 723 because that issue dealt with the Brotherhood of the Fist, which was a major crossover series going on in the DC Universe at the time. All the issues are written by Chuck Dixon and feature art by Jim Aparo, William Rosado and Brian Stelfreeze. Like the Batman issues we reviewed in the last episode, these are separate issues that don't interrelate directly, but are all under the same title, so each issue stands alone. According to Comicron, these reached 42, 48, 51 and 51 in the pre-orders charts at the time. They can be found on eBay very cheaply for around $4-$5. However, the issues aren't available from DC in their digital store or from the shops directly. So, is this issue going to be any good or am I, like Batman, going to wish that I'd never read it? Let's find out as we delve into the detective comic issues of Batman Aftershock. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world. We open with a small child asking for her mother. She's watched by Batman and Robin, and Robin says that they have to help her. He takes her to the police and leaves her in their care whilst he searches for her family. In the police office, the girl moves around and she talks to different policemen. Jim Gordon tells her that he's worried about Sarah Essen and doesn't know where she is. We then cut to Sarah, who arrests a worker for refusing to turn on the water to an area of the city. Meanwhile, Robin returns to the young girl and they have a chat and she tells him her mum was with a man called Shaky. The comic then moves back to Gordon, who complains that he is always the last to know after the phones go back up. However, he receives a phone call from Sarah on a mobile phone and is delighted. She tells him that she's currently stuck in Tricorner, but she's going to be on a boat back to Gotham soon. Whilst this is happening, Robin heads to the Penguin's Lair, who, after some persuasion, gives up the location of Shaky and the girl's mother. However, when Robin arrives, it appears that they are leaving town. The woman declares that she never wants to be anyone's mama ever again. She does ask, however, if the girl had a doll with her, to which Robin answers no. However, when he returns to the girl, the doll that she did have contains a large amount of money, and the issue ends with the girl being adopted by her grandparents. Issue 724 opens with two people stealing some copper piping when they are stopped by Batman and Nightwing. They discuss life in Gotham, and we then move to Lucius Fox and a sculptor talking with Bruce Wayne about the problems in Gotham and their attempts to set up a memorial. Bruce rejects the design, wanting something more positive. Meanwhile, a successful actor called Devlin is complaining about how his trophies keep falling off and that the builders keep shutting the power off. The builders turn out to be Alfred and Harold, who are fixing Wayne Manor. Tim asks where Batman is and Alfred says he's in town. 
We then cut to Jim and Barbara, who share a moment before it cuts to the mayor, who is quizzed by the press over the city, and she breaks down. Meanwhile, Lucius tells Bruce that he was too mean to the sculptor, and Bruce says that he's sorry, and he and Fox work out how to use his finances to help the city. However, Devlin doesn't feel the same, and he threatens to sue the Gotham City Department, who wants to demolish his building to allow trucks through. However, in the dark of the night, Batman uses a digger to clear the building from the road, and the issue ends with Bruce talking to his parents' grave. In Detective 725, we open with Nightwing and Batman talking and reminding themselves about the old days and how much easier it was then, as they watch a riot break out over the food queues. He intervenes, spraying them with turpentine and guano, which stops the riot. However, Batman is still despondent about the city, saying that he's not sure it'll be fixed, because a lot of people are leaving, and that means that the city has a smaller tax base, and that in itself is affecting the rebuilding effort. Dick says he's thinking of becoming a cop in Bloodhaven, which Batman thinks is dangerous, especially because Dick will be forced to use a gun. They then move to the tri-corner, where Batman says that because these people have to stay, they are rebuilding, suggesting that he'd like to force everyone to stay as well. And he feels that, like them, he can do more good as Bruce Wayne than as Batman. They then talk about being Batman and how it has changed him, but also that he is grateful for Dick and Barbara's work, as well as Tim's. But he says ultimately they, especially Dick, are actually better than him. And before the moment can get too emotional, they are interrupted by gunfire. And the issue finishes with Batman and Nightwing swinging down with the ghosts of Batman and Robin behind them. 726 starts with Batman jumping off a motorbike into gunfire. We then cut to Batman an hour earlier heading to Arkham and the Joker's cell. They talk about why a person in the cell next to Joker, called Sherman Stroud, was found dead and the significance of the date. We then move forward to Batman dealing with people who are trying to kill him. It then moves back to the Joker's cell. They talk about what he was up to and we discover he is searching for a missing girl who only has a few hours to live because Stroud buried her alive. The Joker finally agrees to play along, and he tells Batman that Stroud was a Navy man. Batman deduces that Joker and Stroud communicated using Morse code, and that the Joker found that he was very suggestible, and so told him to add a little girl to join his mother in heaven, who Stroud was in Arkham for killing. Joker tells Batman that the girl is in the trunk of a car at the harbour, and the issue ends with Batman taking out the guards who were trying to kill him, and he rescues the little girl. So that's Batman Detective Comics Aftershock. I thought that this really was what the Doug Monash Batman comics should have been. This was interesting, this was different, and this was new. It's great writing all the way through and it really explores Batman's relationship with the city with Robin and Nightwing and with the Joker as well and we see some great moments together Batman does slightly start to despair that things will never get fixed and whilst I was angry and annoyed at that being in 
Batman Aftershock and also quite critical of it in Cataclysm, I felt that that was too soon and too quick for him to be so despondent. However, this really felt like we'd moved on a few months, or maybe six months to a year, and I could understand that that was how he would be feeling after all that time and with it still not being fixed. I would feel despondent as well. And Batman's trying to help, and he's so used to things being fixed quite quickly that maybe something taking so long would be an issue for him. But of course, that's just my thoughts on it. I really loved the art all the way through. You saw characters actually standing on buildings, and those buildings sometimes crumbling underneath them. They weren't sure-footed. They didn't really know what was going on. Jim Apro especially added in a lot of those sequences because it showed that Gotham was damaged and that even the superheroes were struggling. Buildings, and they say this quite a lot, buildings that they once were certain were stable are no longer stable, and it's a real danger. And that was really, really nice. I still ultimately don't buy this concept, though. I don't enjoy the idea of cataclysm. I think if this had been an earthquake that had stretched a couple of issues, maybe looking at these ones, I would suggest maybe four, specifically if they'd been written by Chuck Dixon, I think this would have been really interesting. And it could have certainly been something that was a little bit different and a little bit better. But I feel that by stretching it over so many issues, they are really, really dragging it out. It almost feels like they don't quite know where to take it or what to do. I do think, actually, these were probably better as standalone issues. And I think the difference between Chuck Dixon's work and Doug Monash's work is that Chuck Dixon really understands the characters. For these single standalone issues to work, you really need an emotional engagement. And that's what we got with these issues. Doug Monash is very action-packed, very loud, very brash, very screaming in your face. And I find that quite annoying. And I think that ultimately he can't write the same emotional stuff, which is why I felt that he would have been better served probably by having a big overarching story that was set in Gotham as it crumbled, but had some kind of storyline to go with it. Whereas I think these, because of Chuck Dixon's writing in it, and also to a large extent the art, they had this emotional connection which made it interesting to read and made you think about what was going on. It wasn't trying to be action-packed and big. In fact, rarely did anything happen that was on a large action scale. I would certainly think that these were scaled down. And to me, it's very reminiscent of Scott Snyder's writing in that they both work better when they're writing psychological and about emotions and about ties with people together. And these are brilliant issues. I highly recommend them and I would give this 4 out of 5 Batarangs. So that's Batman Aftershock the Detective Comics series. Next episode we continue with the Aftershock storyline and we'll be covering Shadow of the Bat 75, 76, 77, 78 and 79. So make sure you pick up those issues for the next episode. So, I've been your host, John. Thank you very much for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. If you want to share any of your thoughts or reviews on any of the issues that we've covered, or maybe you want to discuss the upcoming Shadow of the Bat series, 
then do feel free to leave a comment in the comment section under the comic podcast and under this episode. Also, you can go onto Facebook and let them know what's going on in the Facebook group that's been set up for the Batman universe. I will read all of them and I will include some of my favourites. So, thank you once again for listening. I've been your host, John, and I'm going to hand you back over to Dustin and the guys. See you next time.